I feel like we need more rhythm. <laughs> Once from the top. Hello, I'm Sister Alaska Lots. And I'm Sister Babushka. And this is Utter Nonsense. <laughs> Utter Utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. That was utter nonsense. <laughs> and this is the show where we pour a cup of tea and we chat about utter nonsense. Oh. <laughs> um, so this is obviously the first episode. Let's chat about what what this show is actually about, what we're doing. And I think the, the original idea, I can't even remember who had the original idea. I, th- I think I think it was probably your original idea after, you know, we were sort of doing a bit of collabing on things and we... Oh, yes. I don't know. I feel like it's been such a joint effort that I've lost track of who's who. <laughs> so I'm, giving, I'm giving you the blame for this. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I guess the, the premise really was just that um, we wanted to, I don't know, do more online stuff, um, talking about the sisters and relevant topics, um, but have it be quite conversational. So it's kind of like you're watching or listening to someone else's <laughs> random chats, um, which uh, always amuses us quite a lot, even if it doesn't amuse anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> we we were going to talk about like a different topic each time and do it maybe once a month unfortunately this is not all we do with our time we have uh, secular lives secular jobs we're, qu- we're quite busy people um you know doing <laughs> activist stuff as well as our own lives and other things we're involved in oh who has the time to do everything <laughs> so once a month seems sufficient <laughs> And yeah, um, I think initially it's just going to be the the two of us while we try and figure ourselves out and what it is that we're doing here. Um, But then like once we're a bit more into it and know how it works, then we can maybe invite occasional other sisterly friends along um, to come and chat to us about different topics and find out more about them as well. Um, And the great thing is that because uh, it's all done online like this that um there are no boundaries people like we're not restricted to just local nuns we can talk to people from anywhere we like anyone in the world can find us and watch us watch this it'll be like two people (laughs) we have other places online that you can find us as well so you're welcome to to look us up we can probably stick some links uh on our youtube channel or in the description so people can find us Wherever, wherever they happen to be, there, there can be links. So you can find us on other platforms where we are as well. So whether it's like um, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever we happen to be, um, you can come and find us and see some of the other things that we're doing. I think just to give an idea of some of the stuff that we're going to talk about over coming episodes, you know, we're going to, as well as having lighthearted conversations about our first time at Pride, as I think we've alluded to, how we've joined the sisters, um, you know, our first manifests, 
We're also going to have a couple of maybe semi-serious because we still want to keep it conversational, but also a bit educational about, you know, gender diversity and drag. What is it like being a drag activist in the 21st century? Um, chosen names and dead names. I think we've got a whole massive list of things that we want to touch on. Um, we have a lot of opinions. <laughs> and so we're going to share them. <laughs> We have opinions. We want you to hear them. Hopefully you laugh and, en- and enjoy. <laughs> and if you don't like our opinions, we're happy to have open and honest, respectful communication about it. And yeah, we'll see where this goes, I think. Um, and hopefully it's a bit of lighthearted fun to people's lives, but also helps educate a little bit. Yeah, I think it's it's totally worth saying that um, everything that we say here is is personal opinions these are just our own thoughts and um randomness that comes out of our heads um and every every sister will have their own you know things that are special to them or particular points of interest uh different ideas for her to do things so this is all very much just us as individuals sharing the the random nonsense that comes out of our mouths sometimes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, needed to find, we needed to find a place where to shove all this nonsense that we kept talking amongst ourselves with, so this is it. It was far too amusing to keep it to ourselves, so we thought we'd share it with everyone else, right? <laughs> and what kind of nonsense are we going to chat about today? Well, today we're going to take a look at our first interactions with the Order of Perpetual Indulgence. Sister, who is the Order of Perpetual Indulgence? They are a shady bunch of bitches in Edinburgh. (laughs) Got that right. (laughs) (laughs) We are a a 21st century international order of queer drag nuns. um, And we are LGBTQ activists. The order started in San Francisco in the 1970s and since then has become a collective spanning the entire world with houses and chapters everywhere you can think of. So educational. Order of Perpetual Indulgence. You're a member and you have been for um, just over a couple of years now. But how did you first find out about them? Tough question, Alaska. I first found out about the Order of Perpetual Indulgence while attending one of the Prides at Edinburgh. Obviously, there is a house based in Edinburgh in Scotland. They make appearances at Prides and other events. And so that was my first time sort of seeing these fabulosa-dressed people. It was the first time spotting them and going, oh, that's who those people are. That's interesting. So did you did you know who they were? Like, did you speak to them? Or was it just a, a visual thing like you just spotted these amazing makeup beings (laughs) (laughs) at first it was just spotting and then as the pride event went on and they gave the speech um about why pride matters and then while they were mingling with everyone during the march and afterwards um getting to speak to them then and finding out What's all this about? What? What? Why? Why? Why the look? What's What's going on here? Um, you know, as, as somebody does when you first see such fabulous-looking beings as as us now. Oh, why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so modest. <laughs> 
how about yourself, Alaska? When was the first time that you um, ever found out about the order of perpetual indulgence? Oh, I would say there was probably two encounters actually um, along that initial journey of discovering who they were. Um, so the very, very first time I ever found out about them was when I saw one single sister um, and it was at a, an outdoor busk for a, a different event. And in amongst all of these people doing drums and acrobatics and fire and other amazing things, there is this singular, it really imposing figure actually, <laughs> um, with this white face and amazing veil. And I had no idea who they were or what they were about, but I knew I needed a picture. <laughs> um, and so I just went running up to them and said, can I have a selfie with you, please? And um, they turned around and said, well, yes, of course, let me introduce myself. I am Sister Anne Tissi, Passion. And I was like, oh, oh, fabulous. <laughs> and uh, I, I got my, my selfie. And then I ran off and I did other things. <laughs> um, so it was, it was simply, yeah, this fabulous person that I had met very briefly. I knew nothing more about and I went on my way very happy. I, I still have that photo, actually. Every now and then it crops up on my Facebook timeline. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second time when I really found out who they were was uh, I was sitting in a pub with some friends and they appeared through the doorway. And this time it wasn't just one of them. There was a whole bunch of drag nuns um, and they all looked utterly fabulous. And they came in and they were handing out condoms to people and chatting to people about safe sex. And then they came over and they started talking to us. Um, and it seems like some of our group knew who they were. Um, so they sat down and they started chatting more. And there was one particular nun sat next to me and chatted to me as if we knew each other, as if we'd been friends forever. And I felt a bit awkward because I'm really, I'm socially awkward, right? <laughs> Um, and I had no idea what to talk about with this person who just looked, I don't know, so out of this world and I had never met before. Um, and they were telling us all about who they were and what they did and the fact they were doing Safer Sex Ministry that day. And to my embarrassment, I found out later that uh, the person who'd sat next to me was actually someone I knew really well. <laughs> and I just didn't recognise them in the makeup and I felt so bad. <laughs> I, I mean, the makeup is a lot to, you know, transform an entire person. It totally does. And it's it's one of the reasons that a lot of sisters give for their white face, isn't it? It's that it's it's a way of being a different person from who you are in your secular life, but also allows you to, it's a safer way of having this identity for, for people who don't necessarily want it publicly known that um, they are activists. Yeah, it feels like once the sort of foundation of white's on, you've got a blank canvas to really build your activist self up so that there is a distinct side. So yeah, I, I do feel that the white face does help in protecting secular life, especially with some of the sort of events we get involved with. Yeah, it certainly made my friends completely unrecognisable. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to apologise to them when I finally figured out who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I was so awkward I honestly didn't know it was you I thought it was just some random drag nun um, chatting <laughs> away to me 
<laughs> Funnily enough, I've had that same experience before joining the sisters about being in the in the bar with friends and having the sisters come in. But thankfully, it was the same sister that I'd spoken to previously. So I, I didn't have that panic of like, who, who is talking to me? I did have a rough idea. They just seemed so familiar with me. And I think like they even knew my name and stuff. I was so confused. <laughs> It's like not only are they nuns and it's drag, they just they're so different from anything I've experienced before, but they're they're psychic now as well. Shh, don't give away your superpowers. It's part of the gay agenda. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So from your initial conversation then with um the nuns that you met, what happened after that? Did you immediately know that this was something you wanted to do? Um, so no, my, my, after my first sort of conversations with the sisters that were there, you know, it was very much a case of, okay, that's nice to know, thank you. And I appreciate, you know, the stuff that you're doing for the community. And that was sort of fit in my head. You know, I was like, yeah, that, that's nice. I'm glad people are doing this. And then as I sort of left university and I was deciding, what do I want to do with life? Um, and I chose to get involved in various organizations you know, oh, you're going to say you decided to be a drag nun. What am I going to do with my life? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that came later down the line, yes. <laughs> but but as a fresh young adult, my, my mind was very much like, what am I doing in life? I don't know. And so I got involved in some organisations and it happened to be that there were sisters in those organisations. And so although I've never, like on my, on my starter journey, it was very much a case of, it's nice that the sisters do what they do. It was never a thing of, oh, I'm going to run off, run off and join them. But we seemed to occupy similar spaces at times, which was quite interesting. Yeah, I don't think it was anything that I'd ever thought, I'm definitely going to have to join the order and really commit to whatever I want to do with that part of my life. Sort of just bumbling about as a typical 20-year-old <laughs> in life. <laughs> I think I was much the same, like the, the kind of spaces that I started occupying when I when I moved um, over here was uh, there was this crossover between people that I knew and people who were sisters or knew about the sisters. Um, and so even from that very first encounter, um, when I, I posted that photo on Facebook saying, oh, my God, look, look who I bumped into today. And one of my friends put a comment on that photo saying, oh, you finally met Sister Anne. I'm so glad you two have met. <laughs> and it turned out they were they were really good friends. So it was just this kind of crossover of different communities that I'm involved with. And so after those initial encounters, I'd started realising that some of the people that I knew were actually involved and finding out more about it bit by bit, I suppose. <clears throat> and there were times when they would maybe occupy the same space as something that I was involved with as well. Um, I have this great photo. In fact, I think you're in it. You're probably in it. Uh, where it's um, us in cloaks and then the sisters happen to be around that day and they came and they joined the photo as well. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's the best pictures. Like you've got a whole bunch of people dressed in black cloaks that look like they're from a bit of a cult, which they're not. <laughs> Hashtag not a cult. Um, and then on the other hand, you've got people in, in white and black veils. And um, yeah, it's it's a fab photo. <laughs> Brings me joy every time I see it. 
Oh, I do. I do remember that day. Yes, when the sisters just happened to rock up at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, join our photo." <laughs> and let's face it, they're fabulous in any picture. They are a great addition to every fifth photo possible. If you see a sister, always include them in your photos. <laughs> I mean, you get plus ten points just on the excellence of the photo alone for each sister. <laughs> Oh, we totally locked out that day. We hit the jackpot. <laughs> so, Alaska, um, <gasps> after occupying the same spaces as some of the sisters over time, what was it that first got you thinking about joining? Mm, I feel like the full story is for another day, um, mm. for another episode. Uh, but essentially, it came down to that crossover in different friendship groups. Um, and it was, you know, people that I, I then knew and were friends who happened to be involved in both things that I was doing and in the sisters. And ultimately, um, after asking me a few times, actually, and me saying no, <laughs> I was like, I'm far too busy for all that. Got too much on my plate. Um, eventually, they, they won. <laughs> and to be fair, it, it, it was a good choice. I'm glad they kept pestering me. <laughs> Um, I suspect your story is maybe not so dissimilar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, I, I don't believe I, I was pestered as much. Um, so clearly they had a favourite <laughs> child. Oh, oh my. <laughs> um, but I, I do remember having similar sort of conversations with um, Sister Anne, as you mentioned, actually, um, at various points. And yeah, it was like, oh, well, well, one day, one day, um, which... Yeah, I, th I think w when we talk about our sort of joining the order and how that's been on another episode, um, I think, yeah, we have a lot of similarities in that journey then. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's worth mentioning now that we did join at the same time, literally, um, and, and have pretty much followed each other every step of the way. <laughs> a terrible stalker. I know where you are all the time. <laughs> I'm an excellent stalker. <laughs> I've been 100% successful <laughs> to date. Uh, but I feel like Sister Anne has an awful lot to answer for, you know. She she keeps coming up again and again. <laughs> um, that, that nun. Absolutely. Um, who's a fabulous nun who, who was a member of our house, um, but has since uh, moved location more than once, actually. And as it's now, I think, uh, at the, the third house that they've been at now, um, back in Scotland, which is very exciting. So hopefully we can, once all the COVID stuff is over, obviously, uh, um, hopefully we can have a little reunion with Sister Anne, who actually appeared at the start of both of our journeys, which is quite exciting. We'll get them on here and they can definitely answer for what they've done. Mm. <laughs> what gives them what for? <laughs> it was much love and glitter, of course. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't realise that you'd met them at a pride first. Yeah, as baby gay um, and oh, sort of going to pride. So it's very exciting. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little confession here. Actually, here's a secret. I never, never went to a pride until I became a sister. 
I had literally never been to one. And that is also a story for another day, my first pride. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I had never been to one. Um, I came from quite a conservative upbringing, I suppose. And I grew up in like little villages and stuff. So um, I didn't get exposed to much of this sort of world <laughs> until later on. And it was probably only when I moved to near Edinburgh that I really started to come into contact with a greater variety of people, like an amazing variety of people, so much diversity. And I really started learning more about the LGBTQ plus community at that time and learning more about myself in the process. Um, so yeah, going from, from where I was to, to knowing nothing, to being, um, a sister of perpetual indulgence has been quite a quick and amazing journey. <laughs> God, that does sound like quite a journey because I think I, I, I take for granted um, just growing up in like the capital city and so being exposed to everything from such an early age. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. And I definitely think it will be interesting to hear more um, on other episodes, more about that journey as well on First Prides and just connecting more with the LGBTQ plus community and fully understanding what it is to be an activist and supporter of that community. A lot of it is really a journey of confusion. <laughs> and, I mean, and trying that, to like wrap my head around new things and trying to challenge my own preconceptions that had been instilled on, in me from um, older generations and going actually no they were wrong <laughs> I don't think life's journey ever comes with a clear map so there's always confusion isn't there confusions <laughs> <laughs> much confusions that is my life <laughs> not done you too bad though do you <laughs> no it's um I, I generally I used to try and plan ahead in my life um, and then I realized that nothing ever went according to plan so I stopped doing that quite a while ago now and I literally just go with the flow and let whatever craziness happens happen and it's led to um, a massive increase in, in craziness but it's all been great and it's been much more exciting it's a very exciting life don't plan just allow craziness to happen <laughs> I mean, I think every single person in the world has realised that in 2020 with every single plan just shot in the boot. True, true. <laughs> you never know what's coming around the corner. But if you just kind of let it happen, I mean, sometimes the stuff's not good, but then eventually you end up in a place that you didn't expect and it turns out to be pretty cool. And you're like, yeah, OK, I'll take that. <laughs> um, and this happens to be one of those places. I wonder if other people's um, discovery of the order of perpetual indulgence is the same. Like, do you think it's almost always just spotting an, a sister and going, oh, I wonder what that is? Or do you think, I don't know? I suppose it depends. Like, ov obviously, we're speaking from a purely Scottish basis in that it's slightly set up different from here than in the States. But I know that from other sisters that we've spoken to, obviously their interactions um, or other novices that we have at the moment, you know, their interactions have been, uh, they went to an event, they saw the sisters, they went, oh, what the, what the hell is going on? And they just approached and asked. So I think it's probably quite a similar story for 
maybe a majority, at least in where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in, in, obviously in America, they've got a different sort of setup with charity centers and everything. So there's maybe a bit more public awareness of the sisters to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could be right. And they also have some quite well-known, like particularly well-known sisters in America as well, don't they? There's one that claims to be the most photographed sister in the world. Um, and I, I actually, seeing how many times she crops up in pictures, I don't doubt her. <laughs> 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 Seems totally legit. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there's always the chance that people might um, come across sisters in um, media as well. Like, in, in, I know that um, there's occasional pictures in newspapers, occasionally appeared on the, the televised news. Um, and there's even occasional documentaries, which I'm sure we can discuss in more depth another day as well. Um, I saw there was one done about the Manchester sisters, wasn't there? I watched that a couple of weeks ago. It's actually really good. Um, so yeah, I suppose people might happen across stuff like that as well. Yeah, I suppose it's when you're at these events or you're seeing these things on TV, I mean, you know, we're quite striking images, you know, <laughs> if I'm honest. So I can, I can imagine Stand out a bit. <laughs> Midge, just a so I can imagine that really draws people's attention and gets people to go, oh, what's going on? You know, so I think as well as protecting the activist self, I think by having, you know, a blank canvas to then portray what we want to portray um, for our faces, it also helps just get people's attention and pay attention to what we're saying or doing. That's true, actually. Yeah, it's certainly like when we joined, one of the things they talked about was the makeup and um, how it it does get people's attention and gets people talking. Um, And I think actually for both of us, it sounds like that worked 100%. (laughs) We were totally drawn in, like, yes, please. and it's interesting because obviously, I mean, it's, it's different in different houses and in different countries, but certainly um, in our house, the, we have members who don't do the makeup. Again, that's probably a topic for a, a completely separate episode. There's so many things we could talk about. Um, but yeah, the, the use of the makeup in order to, to get attention and spark conversations in the first place seems to be one of the most effective methods, actually, of helping people discover who we are what we do very very true it also helps when we've got quite funny names and um, which also <laughs> make break down walls with people we could so, do yeah, a whole think... episode on names i have a list <laughs> there are so many times i tried to come up with names and thought oh i've come i've found a really good one this is the one only to discover someone else already has it <laughs> There are far too many clever people out there with amazing names and you're hawking them all. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's uh, the the names are great. I really, really enjoy them. Even if sometimes it takes me a while to to work out what the joke is. Sometimes it takes me far longer than it should. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I think some names are probably a bit more without the context that the person's come up with the name. It can be a little bit of a... Huh? And then I, I've witnessed that even when we've been out and 
you know, we'll probably talk on it in another episode why we chose the names that we did, but what we had as previous names, I, could, I remember watching the wheels turning sometimes when people were at least reading my name previously, and they're like, oh, oh okay, and then they're like, a minute later, they're like, oh, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, my first name, one of the benefits of it was that it was pretty quick for people to get what the joke was, and so I got to enjoy the instant reaction where people would laugh out loud every time um which i did enjoy i have to admit <laughs> thank you very much for watching today's episode and thank you to the fabulous sister bibushka for having this chat random utter nonsense chat <laughs> thank you Alaska, for having me along to talk absolute nonsense <laughs> it's been really fun actually finding out more about um how you first discovered the order of perpetual indulgence because i don't think i ever knew your story before um so that's it's been interesting sharing and probably leads us on quite nicely to what we're going to do next time yes um babushka keeps her past quite secret yes <laughs> <laughs> For, for next time, obviously we touched on it a little bit today with how both Alaska and I joined the order. So we were thinking it would be quite a nice progression to talk more about that and what our individual journeys towards the sisters um, culminated in. Ob obviously, you can see the final product here, but we'll touch more on how that went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think there is probably where our, our stories are going to converge a bit more you're all gonna get sick of hearing oh we did this together we did that together we had this together <laughs> one day we're just going to become the same nun with two heads <laughs> i don't I know where that what, came from <laughs> that's going to be really difficult to find a good dress to wear with two head holes just saying now custom making dresses is going to be the thing that's true, but imagine how fabulous the makeup would be because you could have like matching looks or you could have contrasting looks. It, it's like, you know, when you have couples Halloween costumes, but for drag. <laughs> that thing I saw on TikTok with people going, I'm Mr. White Christmas and the other one being Mr. Red. We could both do one of those faces and just sing at each other. It'd be great. Yes, we should do that. <laughs> I look forward to the day that I, I share, like, limbs with you. <laughs> well, well, you all know how this show is going to end, like, a hundred from now. <laughs> oh, no, we spoiled the surprise. <laughs> Yay, we did the thing. We did the we, thing. We did the thing. We did the thing. We did the thing. We did the thing. We did the, we did the, we did the thing. woo <laughs> That should be the clip that we play the outro musical. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this episode of Utter Nonsense. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if so, please do subscribe as new episodes will be released monthly. Also, if you have the time and inclination, it would be great if you could leave us a like and review on whatever podcasting streaming service you're listening to us from, as it really does help boost the show's reach to other people. If you can't wait until the next episode to hear more from Sister Alaska or Sister Babushka, please do follow them on their social media channels as I'm sure they'd love to hear from you there too. Just a reminder that all the views expressed by anyone on the show today are completely their own and are not meant to be on behalf of any other person or any other organisation. 
Anyway, I think that's all for the super secret end credits, so I hope you all have a fabulous day wherever you are, and we will speak to you next time.